you know him? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're glad to be here. All of us that have braved the elements and just pray that God will reward you richly for your great efforts. Bless those that have, God bless those that have joined with us online and may the Holy Spirit just move into every room as we gather together, maybe not in body, but in spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's sing. Oh, let's sing uh, Great Emancipator. <clears throat> oh, once my heart and soul were fettered by the binding of sin, but the great emancipator set me free to worship of the redeemed hallelujah we'll never get tired of that song amen praise god we'll praise him throughout the ages while the eternities roll we'll praise the living god for his grace and mercy to us amen can we sing he paid a debt he did not own he paid a debt he did not owe. i owed a debt i could not pay
stand together. I've been thinking of this song for a while. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb with all my strength, with all I am. I will seek to honor His command. I pledge allegiance to. Yeah.
Lord Jesus. We stand in awe of your presence, oh God. Oh God, for your grace that you have so readily poured out for us, Lord, by your great love wherewith you have loved us. You came down from glory, oh God, from the very ramparts of glory, the very creator of heaven and earth. How could we not pledge allegiance to you, O oh God, for your grace and mercy to us, O oh God? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this service tonight, Lord. We could gather like this, Father. Praise your holy name, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. We have a prayer request for Brother Milko. Uh, just says simply, it had a setback yesterday. So we just want to remember our Brother Milko in prayer tonight. And so also remember Sister Vandy over in India and Brother Steve Rebus' family. Uh, Brother Steve lost his mother uh, quite suddenly and the Billisberger family, and just many needs amongst us, but our God is, is a great God. Brother Tom, could I ask you to come and lead us in prayer this, this evening, please? Heavenly Father, you're the omnipotent, holy and righteous King of glory. Father, you said to come boldly before the throne of grace. And so, Father, tonight we have these great burdens that have been upon our heart. Brother Milko, Billisberger family, Brother Steve Revis, Lord, there's other needs that are represented here. We know you as an omnipotent God, a mighty God that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Father, it's not how we feel, it's how we believe. And we are believing for a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost to move on these behalves for these precious saints of ours, Lord. Father, there's unsaved loved ones that our hearts have been burdened for. And Father God, your prophet taught us to send the token after them. And so, Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we send the token. This is family time, Lord. This is where we want to see the family gathered together to look to you, the Lamb of God that has come to redeem fallen man and to prepare a bride for the glorious rapture change. So, Father, I'm asking for every need, every burden, every heart, every family. Lord, we're asking that you will move supernaturally. And most of all, as Brother Murphy will come and break the bread of life to us, Lord, we pray that you, the great author and finisher of our faith, will anoint him, Lord, to break that bread. That Father, so often we heard your prophet say we can turn the pages, but it takes the author of the book to come and make it a reality. Brother Murphy could preach tonight, Lord, but it'll take the author himself to inspire us to hear what the Spirit would say to the church. So we're asking, Lord, that thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Bless your children. Meet the needs. Bless your servant tonight. In Jesus' name.
bless you. You can have your seats tonight. Thank you, Brother Tom. <clears throat> um, just a couple of announcements here. Uh, there will be a wedding reception for Josiah and Katie Aho, December 30th in Ferndale. All are welcome. Please do RSVP. The details are on the bulletin boards in the fellowship hall. And this is the last week for donating clothing to the Philippines from Brother Richard. So if you've got any clothing to donate, bring it in this week. Amen. Looking forward to the word tonight. That's what we've come for, to feed our souls. Can we sing Daystar, Shine Down On Me? Lily of the valley, let your sweet aroma fill my life. Rose of Sharon, show me how to grow in beauty in God's
Hallelujah. Lovely day stars. Amen. I've just been thinking about our Lord Jesus, and this is the time of his, the world celebrates his birth, and, and it's a wonderful time. How God just came down and sent his angels before him in a great burst of light to the shepherds, announcing that he was coming to the earth. But that was 2,000 years ago. That same God, that same day star, oh my, shone down this day through the mighty visitation to the prophet, that angel of the Lord, that bright shining angel. What an hour we're living in, friends. Oh my. That just gives us courage. We've got a word of the living God, a message from the very throne of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'd like us to stand together. And I've been thinking about this song today, and you know, the very t- first time that Jesus' name was spoken. There was life come to a baby in a womb that had never moved before. John the Baptist leaped in his mother's womb at the name of Jesus. And I was thinking about that today, and I was just thinking, you know, that that name has never lost its power. It's the same today as the first time it was spoken. Every need, every desire, Every hunger is fulfilled in that righteous name of Jesus. I'd like to sing, I Speak Jesus. Before Brother Murphy comes, we'll invite him to come. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over and every mile as I know there is peace within your presence I speak
name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, all knees will bow to thy name. And thy name is such a precious to our heart, Lord. Lord, because you called us after the name of Jesus. Lord, and thy name is Savior. Thy name is Deliverer. Thy name is the Healer. Thy name has all the attributes. Oh, God, how you put the heart into thy name. We thank you, Lord. Lord, how we thank you that know that we're called to the children of God. Lord, in this dark hour, Lord, uh, there is a still, there's a word that can speak in such a force and it can go to the, the person's heart and then it can uh, deliver them out of the darkness, can it transform a life, Lord, and make it a difference in our everyday life, Lord. We give you all the thanks and an honor and glory. It all belongs to you. Lord, in the, such an icy road, uh, in this weather, that is still there to people, Lord, are they just coming over to worship you? Lord, I'm sure it will also warm your heart as well. So, Lord, I pray you as we are gathered together, may we not gather together in vain, but, Lord, may we gather together around that name and may the name of Jesus Christ that it break every fetter, that it break every chain, Lord. Lord, in this time and when a world that is celebrating what they call a Christmas, but, Lord, we're celebrating that the loving Father that gave us a gift that called Jesus Christ. And it's such a small baby form. It's such a small form of uh, just like a seed. But Lord, it's that seed that will break it every fetter. We thank you, Lord. Lord, and may you bless your people tonight as we open up your word. Lord, and may you reveal yourself in such a reality so that we can come to worship you in spirit and in truth. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. So good to be back to the house of God again. I was thought uh, uh, we might want to cancel the service, but uh, I think Brother Thomas is more diehard than anybody else and just want to help to the service. And I trust the Lord will bless each one of you and brave the icy road. I, uh, uh, sometime this will just give you a lot of pressure. Because you're thinking about it, the people that are coming, not to go to a church, not to uh, uh, just to see uh, certain people. They, they give it all their effort and the labor and uh, the brave on the brave the road, the, the weather. See our older sisters, brothers, and uh, young couples with their children just want to hear the word of the Lord. I say, Lord, bless these people. Amen. This is our that are precious in your heart. May the Lord bless every one of you. Let's turn to the scripture book of Genesis. Thank you, the musician. Thank you, Brother Nathan, for leading to the song, Created an Atmosphere. Uh, we believe that God will do a special thing when we are really desiring Him. Chapter 3, book of Genesis. Verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. You shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel." May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. 
You know, this is the time that the, uh, uh, the world that has uh, called it, this is the uh, Christmas, and that the people there, uh, we don't have to say that how the people has the traits. Uh, uh, this is such a, a secret to that event, though we know this is not, um, uh, Jesus is not born in the winter time, and he was born in the spring. But uh, no matter what, this is the time to remember uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we're talking about our Lord, I was just thinking how the Lord gave us the gift like this. And he gave us, a, uh, he didn't give us an adult man. He didn't give us a mature man. He didn't give us as a king. As if you say that a born uh, that's in the palace uh, that with um, such a force, but he gave us a baby. He gave us a little, and uh, this uh, little bundle of a flesh that are born. Uh, that's uh, the what was the world that they called it at Christmas to remember. But uh, to our, to us, every day is a Christmas for us. And so that when I think about uh, the Jesus that the Lord has to give it to us, and He didn't. Uh, even to just uh, uh, give us just a little baby, but he led to the Lord uh, to form as a seed. And he led to the, even the, the, the words uh, that we just uh, read. Uh, he said to the, uh, the woman, he said, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And when you talk about the, the seed, uh, that's the problem that's the most vulnerable the thing. And uh, if they're just the seed of the, the, the plant, you can trample on the, uh, under your feet and just walk over it, don't even notice it. If there's a big tree and uh, just uh, uh, showing it in front of you, uh, like the, the, the uh, had a California, it had a redwoods, and we have the greatest cedar. If there's a mature tree, and uh, the people will notice it. And if it's a uh, big tree, and it's taking a great effort for the people to even try to cut it down. But it's just for a little seed. That seed, uh, you can trample over it, and it can ignore it, and the winter uh, just killed it. And uh, it, it seems like there's nothing in there. But yet, the Lord gave us uh, the, the Savior that in the seed form. And uh, then in the book of uh, uh, Hebrew, the chapter 10, and so the Lord said, Wherefore, when he comes into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared to me. So Lord prepared the body. But as I said, the body is not just the adult's body. It's not the matured body. But he gave us a seed. He gave it to the Savior, let him to be formed, that in the Mary's uh, uh, sort of womb, that God is just uh, in a, such a, a weak form, and to put to the seed, that in the borrowed of the womb, to that that uh, uh, is uh, like the blood cell, just uh, multiply, just like in a normal, every person that had to be, had to be born. You know, I just had a, a, a grand, uh, grandson, a Jackson, and that, uh, how delicate I was thinking that it is. But even before he was uh, born, he was just a little seed form that in a mom's womb. And every one of us endured that at a pregnancy. And uh, you, you can't say that the devil won't whisper to you, what if it dropped? What if the, uh, you lost the baby? What if, because it was so vulnerable. That it, uh, anything that it cannot happen, but God choose let Himself to be born in such a weak form, that in the, the form that it has to be a have to have in the womb, that it has to be somebody has to protect him, that somebody has to feed him, somebody has to give the um, uh, give the strength uh, that in the mom that she 
The cell doesn't have it itself uh, go to the strands. It has to uh, uh, get to the nutrients uh, from his, his mom, from the womb, from the... Uh, it, it was so helpless. And it seems like there's nothing, uh, nothing strong that about it. But God said, I give you that seed. I give you the, the Savior that in that form. And to the Lord, this, and then to the Hebrew, he said, he said that a sacrifice and offering, that was now about a body thou hast prepared. So there's a body that God has prepared, and uh, it's the grace of God. It doesn't need any man that we try to put it into it. It's that the body that he prepared, that is all by the grace of God. It's not a, some man that we can add it anything or put anything. If you add anything in the grace of God, that is not to the grace anymore. If anything that a man can do can put it in there, then that is not uh, that is not to the Savior. They cannot save the people's life. It has to be that purely 100% all coming from God. And that only can save the person. And that only can be called to the grace of the Lord. And then in the oneness, the brother Brandon said, then came Jesus. Now we're, we're coming somewhere. Then came Jesus that expressed the image of God. The woman's seed conceived by God himself. The great architecture built himself a body. He didn't have to borrow any timber from anybody, from the woman or man. He built himself a house. So when God prepared this body, he doesn't need any man's help or try to let it build this body. He built it all by himself. Because he wanted to make sure this is the just grace of God. It's not anything that a man can put it into there. It's all by God himself prepared to the grace. And the little brother Bram said in the one day, he says that God don't need to have to borrow any timber anywhere. He doesn't borrow anything to make that seed, though he borrowed another womb to be the incubator. But as far as that seed is concerned, it's a pure grace of God. It's all God. There's no other things added to it. Because if there's anything can be added to it, I remember one time Brother Ed said in one of the services years ago, this was very striking. He said, if there's, a, if there's anything that a man can do, if there's anything that a man can put it in there, it cannot save a man. It has to be God himself, all by God himself, and that itself can save a man. Though he come into the seed form, he can still save a man. Though he seems like an appearance is very weak, there's nothing to it, but that contains all the life of God. That contains all the attributes of God. God used that woman to bring that seed out, but that seed is God himself. Though in the seed form, but it's the most powerful seed that is ever. A man might be ignore, ignore that seed. Man might be walking over and without even pay attention to it. But there's another one who knows very exactly that who that seed is. You know who? Devil knows. A devil probably know more scripture than uh, more, probably every one of the, us know. He can, re, he can remember the Bible from a kiver to kiver. And he, he probably is, uh, can get to, the, to know the, the Bible more than any theologian that he can uh, even quote it. And does, does the devil know about this message? Devil will remember from the first uh, 
Uh, gentlemen, there is a new gadget here till the last of the amen that Brother Bram said. All 1,200 messages, he can remember it as by memory. And don't, don't, don't think the devil just knows nothing about If just by knowledge, he knows every word of God. He got to the best memory that anybody can have. And he got to the best reasoning that anybody can have. But he doesn't have a faith to believe the word and to make the word to live. But devil has always been watching the seed. And Brother Emma said, uh, and Joseph meet his brethren. He said, and now notice as soon as God see the seed of the woman, how they've been misconstrued there. And the righteousness has been perverted. God gave her promise that through that woman would come a blessed seed. And just as soon as Satan heard that, how was standing, uh, who was standing present? As soon as the he heard it. He took in to destroy the seed. And he tried to do it in Joseph. He tried all through that age. And it's still against the blessed seed. He said, watch them two seed. One is fighting. The evils that tried to destroy the righteous seed. And that tried to destroy the able. He did. But God raised up a says to take his place. He thought he had Jesus right there. When he slew one or the other, he thought he had that. And when he killed Christ at Calvary, but God raised him up again the third day. And then he sent the Holy Ghost back to call son, daughter of God. And the same evil religious seed is persecuting that righteous seed yet today. So the devil, when he heard the word of God, he's not just sitting, stand, or standing there, don't do anything. When he heard to know that God said that a woman's seed is going to bruise the serpent's uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the serpent seed and bruise the head. And the devil immediately go to work. And he tried to kill that seed that in that one that seed was still in the seed form. But if he cannot kill the seed then, he cannot kill the seed now. If he cannot kill the seed in his most with the weakest form that he couldn't have killed it, and when a seed manifested in this hour, how much is it harder for him to kill this seed? There's no way that he can kill this seed. But Satan was intending trying to choke that seed while it's in the seed form. When Jesus was here, the Satan was trying to do it. Even when Abel was the firstborn, and it was a, a can as a twin. And at that time, that he tried to kill that seed too. And he succeeded to do that. But Brother Bram said he thought that is Jesus Christ. That's why he tried to kill that seed even from the beginning. And then when the Satan was trying to do all of that. And then he's thinking about Abel can live a, such a life that even the Satan was confused. And this is, might be the Messiah. And that's why he was trying to kill that seed. And as soon as it's going to come up, you know, devil watches your life as well. And he look at the life, he's seeking for every resemblance that I compare with what is the word of God has said. If there's any resemblance in there, he will make sure to kill that. And the more resemblance that the person who lived the life as the Christ, the more make him nervous. But how we thank God, if he cannot kill the seed then, he couldn't kill the seed at this moment. And so Satan, he was watching that seed and do everything and try to stop that. And then I, let's just bring it to the, 
uh, when Jesus was uh, here. And uh, as soon as uh, Jesus was born, and uh, Satan tried to want to kill the seed. And he was uh, go. Uh, he tried to order that, uh, uh, that uh, hero, uh, hero and kill the, the, the baby that's under two years old. And he wanted to kill it before it had come to manifest. But you think the devil, when he was starting, when Jesus started growing, and the devil started getting confused. And you have to know, devil, he's an unbeliever. He couldn't believe. And that's why when he was looking at Jesus, when he was a little child, started growing, he can see that a resemblance that according to what is the word of God has said that about this person. The devil, he studied the scripture very carefully. Far more careful than some of us can start treating the message that God has given us this hour. But as I said, he doesn't have the faith to make it his, uh, to work. And he was uh, going, he was uh, looking at it. When Jesus was coming to that age, and uh, he was, uh, went into the baptism, and then uh, the baptized, and then the uh, by the John, and then the uh, Holy Spirit to uh, come, and the uh, an anointing, and uh, dwelt in him. And then uh, the devil started to uh, uh, tempting him. And started to, uh, you know, uh, you, you know the, the scripture that he said, that, you know, you, uh, you're hungry, you can make this uh, uh, stone become a bread, you can go on the, uh, the, the temple, the, the jump up. He quoted the scripture to Jesus. And tried to tempt him. What he tried to confirm he tried to prove one thing, if this is the Messiah, if this is the one that the Bible has said that the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the seed, uh, bruise the head of the serpent. So he know that scripture as well. He want to make sure this is the one. And when he was starting tempting Jesus in and out, and if you look at the scripture, and that he was a one time he. Uh, you know, when he was uh, growing, he tried, uh, the baby he tried to, to kill him. And then when Jesus started growing it up, he tried to tempting him. He tried to, to find it out that is this is the Messiah. And then he get into the, uh, the synagogue and then opened up to the, the book and then opened up the scroll and said, this day, this scripture fulfilled in your year. And those people rejected him. I bet that the Satan was right there. He heard it at the same time. And the more he heard the, the word, the more he looked at the Jesus that was manifesting and was according to what is the scripture I was saying, the more nervous that he get. And then he go to Jesus, go to his own, uh, own uh, uh, hometown. And then uh, when he saw them, and they, uh, he was saying, me and my father, when they tried to stone him to death. I don't believe it. just those men tried to stone him to death. Is that the devil who to try to stone him to death? Is there a spirit behind it? And that spirit do to Jesus in that time, and that same spirit do that to you. Because he knows there is a seed living in you, and it manifests just as Jesus wants to manifest in that hour. And then we see. But when, when Satan was continually studying that Jesus, there was a taking an interesting turn there. And when Jesus would get on the Mount Transfiguration, and when he's coming down, and then the Peter, and then he started telling them that he's going to die, he's going to be crucified, and but he would have resurrected. Then Peter came in behind and said, Lord, God forbid that would happen to you. What Jesus said to Peter, he said, Satan, get behind thee. 
is Satan uh, uh, anointed of the Peter to say that word. Before he tried to kill him, but now he take a turn. He doesn't want him to be killed because he hears that word too. Devil understands the word far more better than the Peter can understand. Peter was understanding, said, oh, Lord, don't do that. You can't die. We're, we're right in the head of revival. But the devil also heard that word too. And he knows this, this, is, this is the one that is the Messiah. This is the one that's going to the Bruce that is the serpent's head. And he doesn't want him to die. He even wants to stop him to go to death. Why do you have to die? Because he has to pay the sacrifice. He is an unbeliever, but he studied the word very carefully. He couldn't, the things that the Satan couldn't believe is that he couldn't, he can believe the word. He can go to the Bible, know that the word was said. That what is from the scripture from the beginning to the end. But he couldn't believe that this word will happen to that person called Jesus Christ. That's why he do test after test after test. And but when he find out that this will be the one, will be the sacrifice, then he wants to stop him to become a sacrifice. But you see, the devil in and out, in and out, I'll say there was like some other people. He was confused. He was completely confused. And this time he wanted to kill them, and that time he doesn't want to kill them. And later on, he said, I want to kill them again. And this time he tried, he do everything that he can and try to prove that he's not the Messiah. He stand to the Romans and soldiers who tried to beat him out, try to test it. Are you the one? He said, if you're the one that tell us who, uh, you know, who hit you. And if you are the one, are you the, are you the son of a God? And if you are, tell us a plainly. He couldn't figure that out. Though he understands the word, but he couldn't believe this is the one that fulfilled that scripture. But eventually, his unbelief take over. And to the end, and to the devil, and the one he was doing all that he can try, doing all the proof that he can prove that after he done all of that, he probably figured out this one is not. This is a fake. How can he be the Messiah? Look at him. I beat him. He doesn't even speak a word. He used to be whatever there's the things that happened. Like he, he was a rebuke those Pharisees. He overthrew the money changers table. He was in such a powerful that he can uh, let it, uh, just uh, speak the words. Uh, then the, the, the olive tree was uh, dry to the root. But now, look at it. His power seems gone. It seems like he's in his most weakest of the moment. How can this one be the Messiah? Apply that to you too. He can believe the word, but he cannot believe that's the person. He can believe the word, but he cannot believe you are the person to fulfill that word. And then he tried, he tried, he tried everything Try to prove, is this the one or is this not the one? And finally, he got to the conclusion, this is not the one. And when he disbelieved that he is not the one, that he can ask the Pilate to uh, crucify him. He can anoint him, uh, just uh, anointing those people, crying out, said, uh, crucify him. 
And he did everything he can because now he said he's sure that this is not the Messiah. But thank God, God sure pulled a wool over Satan's face. Because he, this one is the one that pulled the stinger of death out of that being. This one is the one that fulfilled the scripture has said he will become a sacrifice. He will become the other one that pulled the wool before the Satan. And he's the one will make it a sacrificial lamb that for you and for me. He sent all those people and the Caiaphas and the hero and the pilot. He did everything and the proof after he proved he, uh, he said, I'm sure this one is not the Messiah. I was thinking about that, how he did it to Job. And then the Job, I got the character. And he used all kinds of a way. And it tried to make him to curse God. But Job wouldn't do it. He even used Job's friend, tried to give him a final blow. But he still wouldn't do it. And Job said, because of all of that, it just makes Job become more stronger than ever. And then I was thinking, uh, I think about a Jonah. And the devil probably thinking that he making him uh, uh, just go to the different roads and get on the ship to uh, Tarshish. He probably thinking that, uh, okay, he's a backslide. But God still can have the perfect will. Though there isn't a permissive will that Job, uh, Jonah tried to go to another place, God still is an overcomer. And he even ordered the big fish. That is swallowed Jonah and just make a shortcut and go to the city of Nineveh to fulfill God's will. What a mighty God that we serve. But Satan, he couldn't believe. No matter how he knew about the scripture, but it's something that in him, finally, eventually, his unbelief would take it over. Though he in and out and in and out. And if when he find out, he makes sure that a Jonah or this Job or Jesus or whatever that we can say, they said, well, this is not another person. Then he blowed in, come into the full force. But every time when he come into the full force and God just turn around and make it become a shame on his face. And then I think about the believer, how Satan was trying to prove you, said, this one is not another bride. This one is not that will fulfill what is the word of God has said. And he do to everything. And sometimes when you're coming in, you're the weakest moment. When you're coming in, you're in a moment that, uh, that you become weak. You become tired. You become weary. And it's almost coming to the point that you wanted to give it up almost. But then there was something just to rise it up, turn the things around. And then you push shame that in front of a Satan that he cannot overcome you. And you're thinking about in this age. And that all the things that have happened that to the message. And that the people, uh, I'll say they're just like it all, just like the character of Satan. And that they're, uh, they cannot figure it out. Is this the truth or is this not the truth? They may be followed on the truth for a little while. But eventually their unbelief will take it over. And they will come to the point that no, this is not the truth. Though I followed the message for the years, but finally I find out that there's a fault that are in there. And then something just stimulated them, and then they tried to rise it up and turn against the word. But you see, the same thing that stimulated them 
to make it into Satan, that it become a, a coming into the full force of the Jesus, that he is not the Messiah. But it's the same force that it will stimulate the believer to continue to believe every word is the truth. Amen. That when Satan was thinking that he find it the fault, that he coming in and said to them, you know, I'm going to kill, kill this so-called Messiah. But God used that and to make him become a sacrificial lamb. And then when the Satan in this hour, then he stimulates that an unbeliever or a make-believer to rise up to against the word in this hour, but it's the same believer, they will be stimulated uh, totally in the opposite. What stimulated the unbelief of those people, but it's to stimulate the belief of the, the people in this hour to continually to believe the word. Amen. Because in them, there is a something that in 1 Peter 1.23 said that being born again, not of the corruptible seed, but we're born of incorruptible seed Amen. by the word of God, which limits and abideth forever. Amen. So when that incorruptible seed that in the believer, it will make that the believer do things even in their flesh they wouldn't think they were due because they become a force that's in them. It's an incredible seed. The Bible says it's a liveth and it's abideth forever. That means that there is a power that is in that seed. And the lotus seed in the small, weak form, but in that seed still got a life in it. Got all the attributes of a God that is living in that seed. And what is that a seed for? And in that first John, and in chapter 3, verse 5, it said, He know that he was manifest to take away your sins. And in him is no sin. Though God prepared the, the body, though he come into the seed form, then it is coming out to become a sacrifice that for the people, but for one purpose is to take away the sin. Because the God wants to let this uh, Jesus who was to come and then in the, such a pure form without the man put anything in there, but he himself would do the work. Take it away every sin that all of us as children. But it's not only just to take it away our sin. He has another fold of a purpose to do. That in the chapter 3, verse 8, it said that he had a committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned as from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was a manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. So it's not only just to take it away the sin, make you to become a sinless, but he also have another purpose is to destroy the works of the devil. As I said, though that seed was in a, such a small form, but the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. In that has all the power that is in there. So when it said to destroy, it said that whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remains in him. What makes you have a power? It's not to your knowledge. It's not how much you know. But it's a seed remains in you. 
It's not even the 1,200 of the message remains in you. It's not having the power and authority that remains in you, but it's a seed is remained in you. It's a God's word that in the seed form, which is the life of God himself, what he's in the seed form in the woman, that same seed is now living in you. And so they said that he might destroy the works of the devil. What does the works mean? That the work is a man's business, employment, which anyone is occupied, enterprise, undertaking, any products whatsoever, anything accomplished by hand, art, industry, or mind, or act, and deed, and things are done. To me, it's only giving me one word, stuff. <laughs> this is what is the works. The works of the devil that in this hour, in this world, it's just stuff. And no matter what he had given the how the technology, the, the media, the high rises, the economy, the money scheme, and everything that you're thinking about, it just only included in one word is stuff. That is the works of the devil. But you're thinking about all this stuff that he was invented and to do. It doesn't build up your faith. It actually what he tried to weaken your faith. And all this stuff that what we have, it doesn't that uh, make that the person become edified. It try to distract you, and all the activities that in this world that the devil is trying to do, everything that would try to do, it doesn't build the people's faith to God. It try to take away the people's faith to God. So what is the behind all this stuff? If I can just summarize that, it's just all unbelief. And then it would try to wake into the faith. It's all the unbelief that uh, invented all this stuff. If it was all this unbelief that caused the sin that in this hour. But the Son of God was manifest is to destroy all this stuff. And not only destroy the stuff, but it was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. What is the works of the devil behind it? Unbelief. That is the driving force to make it all this work in this world. So when the manifest of the Son of God is to do one purpose, is to destroy all those unbelief. And when those unbelief was destroyed, all these fruits will be get away with. So what God is to try to do to the believer He's not just trying to say, you know, you don't have to work, you don't do this, you don't, you don't have to live, you don't have to pay your bill. He just tried to destroy all unbelief. Because when unbelief was destroyed, all the works of Satan have no, no hold on the people. You cannot go to the mountain try to find that, live in a Herman's life, and try to, you still have a sin there. There still have unbelief there. You cannot just go to the, just, uh, you know, I sell everything and I'll become just a living like a holy man or whatever that you try to do. It's still have an unbelief there. It's not that what you try to escape from the world. You still live in this world, but God wants you to live in this world, still destroy all unbelief. Is that sort of Satan? That he couldn't believe that this person is the Messiah. And Satan could not believe that you are Messiah either. He can know all the scripture. 
but I couldn't make it all to the scripture to apply to you. And still thinking, okay, you know, for example, that for us, we're, I think there was a problem, not, a, not a one person here that without a shortcoming in our life. But not a one, of, one of here without a, something that in our life that we try to get rid of. Because you're living in this body. But God put that seed inside of you. He never got rid of your body. You're still living in this body. But that is seed living in the, the woman. The woman's seed, how he crushed the serpent's head. That same seed now is living in you. It's not just a living in Jesus. Jesus has died and resurrected, but it's coming in in the seed form, the living in the bride. But it's still doing the same work is to destroy all unbelief that Satan throw to the people. So and then the word destroy. Destroy means to lose. And to break or lose any person or things tied or fastened. And then it also means to unbind, to release from the bondage, to set free. We're thinking how this world has been keeping the people bound. How this world has been keeping the people that... Uh, uh, beset it. That was just such a thing to wrap it on my rounds. It's like a, a, almost a, a chin that it chanted us. And the, the work, the, the job, and the, the money, and, and everything that what Satan has tried to do, it's all for one purpose. It's to bind it, to bind you. But God said, I'll destroy that work. What that destroy means is to lose the person from that. Though you are living in this flesh, but he said, I will lose your focus from uh, on this world. I will lose you, lose the, the, the person, so that the, the bondage have no power that over you anymore. So Satan, he wanted to, uh, he, he wouldn't believe that Jesus fulfilled that scripture. That he wouldn't uh, uh, he wouldn't believe that you're the one to fulfill that scripture either. And he know that the scripture, but he wouldn't believe that scripture applied to you. And then he throw that unbelief to the believer, that when they are reading the scripture, to so make them to doubt, is this speaking about me? Is this that the bride is talking about me? Is this that the Malachi 4 is for me? Is this that the bride... That who's uh, have no spot is the spotless and the blameless and no wrinkle and all those things. Is this a talking about me? And he transferred that same doubt that he had and it over to your head, and that you're thinking about it, and then you start to doubt it about the experience, and you start to doubt, doubt it about the scripture talking about you. And then you start to confess, yeah, maybe I'm not. Then you fall into the trap of Satan. That is the Satan's scheme. How he do with Jesus, the same thing. If you are the one, if you are the one, do this. If you are the one, he tried to let him prove, but Jesus never argued with him. Jesus used the scripture, said that all this scripture is applied to me. 
I am the one that the scripture talking about. It's not just in the word. All this word is speaking about me. He didn't let the doubt of the Satan transferred on him. Then he even said, Satan has nothing in me. That means that there's nothing that is in me that he can claim, that he can work it about. And you do the same thing. Don't let the Satan transfer his doubt that's in you. You said, oh, I, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You know because that seed living in you. It's that Satan's thought putting in you. He tried to transfer something doesn't belong to the seed of God. He transferred his doubt in you and said, you're not to the scripture talking about what you need to do. Go back to the scripture and say, no, this is what the word talking about me. If there's a spot, it's the bride of Jesus Christ. I'm a part of it. Why? Because I do what he commanded me to do. The word of God is to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Who did that? I did that. Because I do that, I receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Satan tried to transfer his doubt that in you, so that you're thinking about it, then you confess it. But God tried to transfer his belief that is inside of you. When you're thinking about that, and then you put it on your mouth, you said, I am a believer. By this stripe, I am healed. Destroy the works of Satan. So he destroyed them and to loose them from the work. Loose them from the bondage. To unbind them, release them, to set them free. And to discharge from prison. I'm thinking about how many people that are in the prison. Some ended the prison in their past. How do you know that you're in the past? You find out sometime, let me just give you an example. You go, to, I don't go to the family. You're in your family. It seems like whenever even there's an argument, the husband and the wife, the things that years ago, they start to pick it up. And the things that are the years ago, it seems like there's nothing there but the past. And whenever there's an argument, why are you so quiet? <laughs> and you're thinking it was already dealt to the with that they would pick it up to argue it about. What is it? Past. They're still in the prison. They haven't been released. The works of Satan has been destroyed yet. Even though there's an argument that between the, the brothers or between the sister or whatever, years ago, the things, you said, oh, I already forget, I already forgive it, and everything. That things start to coming back again. What does that mean? You're still in that prison. And then the past is still besetting you, still, uh, still bothers you. Because every time I want to say to you, if everything is working perfectly fine, it doesn't mention but whenever it was something that was a contrary, it was not a really uh, pleasant that it happened, you, the people always pick up the, the, the most uh, hurting word, try to say. And you're thinking about, my goodness, this is 10 years ago. You're, I thought you already for, forget it about it. Man, I better don't go that road. And the people in the prison in their past, and people that can be in the prison of their friendship. 
Their friendship has a holding them so tight that they give up the word. And a relationship, they can always seemingly to find something that in the quote or in the Bible to make suitable to what they want to think. To what they, to suitable for the situation. What is it? They're in the prison. They're in the prison in their own reasoning. In the prison in their memory. In their prison in their five cents that is still not be released. But God said, I give you the seed Though it is a small seed, but that seed, if you yield to it, that seed remains in you, will live, will abide, and that will destroy the works of Satan. It will release you from the prison. It's that seed that is living in there. And that is also destroy means deprived of authority. That means Satan has no power. Over you. Sin has no dominion over you. You don't have to be trodden down by sin and unbelief anymore. Because he has no authority to determine your future. He got nothing to do with your future. But God has everything to do with your future. If you have that seed living inside of you, that seed is your future. That seed contains all the life of God. If God will be so gracious enough to choose that you become a betting ground to holding his seed, then how can he fail you to bring that seed into a tree? How can he fail you bring that seed to that destination? If he has a promise that a seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent, and then thousands of years, Satan tried to try to try to everything, try to kill that seed, and he's not successful. How can God let him be successful that now in this hour, coming to the end of the age, when you receive that seed, how can he that, that seed fail? That seed will not fail. And that means... The destroy also means to unbind or to declare unlawful. That means that the Satan has no God's given law to dominate you. He doesn't possess the legal power to hold you any longer. If you can realize that, if you can let the God's word to sink in and in, not just thinking about the Satan's thoughts but thinking about the God's own thought. Then in, uh, in one of the messages in the paradox, you, you, I know you heard this before, but let me just uh, bring in another part of it here. And Brother Bram saw in the division, that's the mamba, the, the, the snake or the serpent, we can call it, and he would try to strike him as his brother. And then uh, Brother Branham starts, sold him the, 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 uh, the mamba snake, started striking and striking. And then he raised up his hand. He said, oh God, have mercy on my brother. If the serpent ever strike it of him, he said he will kill him. That's in the division that he saw. Then I was thinking, isn't that just a prayer that we have for our loved ones? 
Lord, don't let it's a snake. Don't let it's a devil strike them, my loved one. Don't let it instruct my children. Don't let this worldly things start to creeping in in my child's life. Because if he ever struck them, he said he will kill them. And how many we can see that? We can solve that. That our children sometimes they're, they're going to the world, they're going to the work, or going to the school. And gradually the world started taking it over. They've been taken away. Oh, by, by the devil and they start to living uh, just living at home and living in the worldly life and, and everything but that also making us become a desperate when that happened is it a daddy and a mom is there is it something that was in their heart lord please don't let this happen to my children and then the and uh, brother Bram said and just then the serpent turned to me when i said that and looked at me again and a voice came from above me and I said, you've been given power to bind him the worst or any. It's not just that we become a desperate and we don't know what to do, but God give us the power. When those things that have happened, he said, you've been given the power to bind him. You've been given the power to bind him the worst or any. And then Brother Bram said, he said, when I said that, he said that that serpent turned to me and looked at me and uh, started to uh, strike Brother Branham. That's in that vision. How many times that we prayed? You prayed for your loved one. You prayed for your children. It seemingly the situation doesn't getting better. It's just getting worse. It seemingly the devil just know when to or how to find something that hurts you the most. The more that you pray, it seems that the one that you prayed for, then it come around, turn become a worse, and it hurts you that even more than ever. If just like that a snake, it tried to strike and then strike and strike. But God said to him, you've been given the power. No matter how worse or how he turned to you, but you've been given the power to bind him, and then unbind him and bind him again. So when we're talking about to bind, the power to bind, let me bring this aspect to here. It's not only just that you said, oh, I cast you down, I cast you down, I, I, uh, oh, I drive you out of uh, you know, my home, I drive you out of my, uh, my children. It's not only that. When we're talking about the bind, and you remember that uh, Brother Bram talking about the, in the book of Revelation, the devil will be bind a thousand years. He will be chained for a thousand years. And then he said, how is not that God has a big chain and try to bind it to the devil around, but he said it's the chain of circumstances. That means that in the millennium, there was everybody was a believer that Satan has nobody to work with. There's no circumstances for him so that he was a bind. So when we're talking about a giving of the power that you bind, it also means that when there's no circumstance for him to work with, then devil become helpless and hopeless. He have no power that over you. Why? Because there's no circumstances that are in you that he can work it on. So the one you ever, when you've been born again, when your soul has been 
born from the Lord. That seed is living inside of you. It just as Jesus, Jesus said, Satan, you have nothing in me. Because there is nothing that in Jesus that a Satan can claim and can work on. And when you become the born-again child of God, there is nothing in you that a Satan can work on you. And that's the binding power. It's not only just that we try to cast him down, try to rebuke him. You know, you don't have to spend much time to cast him down. Many times you find that the people there, I rebuke you, I rebuke you. Why are you spending so many time on devil? Why are you spending so many time trying to rebuke him, trying to cast him down? Jesus cast him down just by one word. He said, Satan, get behind me. You never find that Jesus was fasting and prayed, trying to cast the demon out. You never find that Jesus spending more than an hour trying to cast that out, cast that out. I don't like you. I hate you. That's what some of us, we do. We try to cast them in the day and night. I would have spent more time on God's word to let the word of God wash in me, to live a godly life. Then when Satan come, he had nothing to claim. Then he become a powerless, he become helpless because he got nothing to work with. Then I have a millennium right in my heart. I probably shared this a little before. Let me try to close it out. I can't even touch it as a subject here. I was a before. I, I think that I, I shared this a little before. I, uh, what, it was shame on me. When I was, a, when I was a young, even I, I came to the, go to the three self of the church, I communicated with the devil, if you can call it that way. Like a uh, media, medium. As my wife knows that. You know, sometimes you're inviting something in and without even knowing it. You're just for fun. And just, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at a fortune telling, you're trying to uh, look at your poem, and, and you're trying to study the, uh, the, all the, uh, you know, what sign, what sign that you were born under, you know, what's your character, and all of this. And then you go deeper. Then you start to, uh, well, we, we start to do this uh, you know, you have to open up the window and uh, you invite the demon in. You have to pray to him. And they come in. That's what I do. When I, was, uh, when, I, when I don't know anything. And I go to the denomination. They said, you got to cast them out. And I did. I fast and pray. And I try to cast them out. But those things just keep bothering me. Those things just keep coming back. And I didn't tell my wife, but those things will come to visit you. At a certain time, he come. Because you've been fellowshipping with him. But you know what? And then later on when I received the message, I don't know how, I don't know when, but my whole focus has changed. Yeah. I don't even think about the devil anymore. I don't even think about my past today anymore. Those things that are fully behind me, I'm focused myself on the word. I'm focused myself on Christ. I spend more time on Christ than a Satan. I don't even know when and how, and it's gone. Why? He cannot stay around faith. He cannot stay around belief. He cannot stay around when the atmosphere is holy. When the atmosphere is to believe every word of God. He couldn't stay around. I never spent the time on him. 
I spend the time on what I need to be spending on. And my wife, she never shared this, and I'll share this. When she was the one, when she was the one we were in, in China there, because of that, and she cannot kneel down pray. Every time when she pray, she feels there's somebody standing behind her. So she couldn't open her, she couldn't just close her eye to pray. Every time she pray, I didn't tell you this, honey, but you watch too much movie. All those horror movies, all those things, that you don't know what you're inviting. When you're looking, all of those things, those things is righteous trying to stay. And she cannot, she cannot close her eye and pray. Even when she become a believer, she couldn't do that. And she said, oh, I cast that out of the way. I don't want that. I tried to, she tried to do this thing, but those things doesn't go away. But you know what? When she become a believer, when she's still spending time on the word of God, when she's spending time to hearing the word, when she's coming to sitting here to listen to the preaching, don't know when and don't know how those things never come back again. Amen. We don't spending time on devil. We're spending time on God. You don't need it just to cast them out, cast them out, cast them out just by one word. But when you're spending time, devil cannot stay around. So that's why the Bible said, Behold, if, your heart, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. If you're spending time on God's word, on the things that is righteous, on the things that is good, on the things that is God-pleasing, then your heart don't condemn you. And if the devil is trying to come in behind you and try to throw things around you, you just said, Satan, get behind me. But it's that whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. Then the musician come. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. When we're talking about a commandment, we're thinking, oh my, I have to do this. I have to do that. What is the commandment of God? Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. That is the greatest commandment. Yeah. It's not that you try to do this, you try to do that. You just love God with all your heart. Amen. Love God with all your might. Love God with all your soul, with all your mind. When you focus on him, Satan will leave. When they have the serpent, it's the breast of serpent. They don't have to do this and then do that. All they have to do, look to that bruised serpent. Look to that breast of serpent. And when they look to that breast of serpent, it's that serpent has already judged. And then I will say, that woman's seed is living right now inside of you. That is my title. If that is seed of that little woman living in Christ, then that seed of the woman right now living inside of the you. And in Brother Bram, it says that the seed of the serpent still goes on, and the seed of the woman through Christ still goes on. Goes on where? Living inside of you. All you have to do is look to that bruised serpent, that breast serpent. That means that he's already judged. 
And that seed in there is living inside of you. And all you have to do is just look at what is the word of God has promised to you. And say, Lord, that seed is not only in Christ, and that seed is continually living, living inside of me. And how that seed have a bruise of the serpent's head, and that a serpent head bruiser is right now living inside of me. And God has given us that seed. Let us stand. But Abraham said in the spoken word, his original seed, he said that Christ was a manifest to destroy the works of the devil. He said that God's word, which destroyed the works of the hybrid, the devil. Is that right? He was done to do that. He was born to be that. To destroy the works of the devil. He said now his body is to do the same. Amen. By you, not by you, but by the seed, the living inside of you. He said, because the body is a head and body is together. If Christ is to the head, what's the word? His body has to be the same thing as his head was. A church of the word, born of the word, Virgin born from the word. Not denominational now. It's a virgin born from the word. That's the word says it about you. Let's, turn, let's, turn, uh, let's sing a song. Redeemed by the blood of the lamb. You know that song? I think we can rejoice. We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And that seed is today still living inside of us. If he bruised the serpent, then I guess what? You are a part of that bruiser. And that seed living in you will continually and put Satan under your feet. You don't have to just, I rebuke you, I do that. You just be happy and be focused to live a life that is worthy for the gospel. And that seed will do this work. Let's sing it together, redeem.
Are we thankful we're to redeem? If he hasn't shed that little blood, where are we going to be? But we're thankful that God, he shed his blood. And though he come into the seed form, but what a powerful seed that we have received. You know what? Only the seed of a God can receive that. Only the seed of a God can receive what is the word said about them. Satan, he cannot do that. Though he know all the scripture, but it couldn't figure out how a weak vessel like you are can in one time you drop to the lowest that you are, but on the other hand, then you come back and right back at it again and to confess that you are the believer. Confess you believe the word of a God. You become a paradox. But we're thankful to the Lord because that we're redeemed by his blood. Now his life is living inside of us. May the Lord bless every one of you. Let's just bow our head together. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, how we thank you, Lord. We're serving a kinsman redeemer. Lord, that you have died for your children. And we know that life is living inside of us. It's not our life living anymore, but it's you living inside of us. We give you all the thanks and glory. How thankful to fellowship and walk on this journey with a bunch of people that love you, that adore you, that give their life to you. Lord, I'm forever thankful. But Lord, I pray you protect your children that in this hour, Lord, be with them and wherever they go, they may the presence of a God be forever that follows them, Lord. Lord, as we dismiss it from this church, but not from your presence, Lord, may you go with every one of them, protect them on the road, Lord, until we meet it again. If Lord willing, on this Sunday, Lord, that will be the Christmas day. As the people in the world that celebrate, it become a commercial, it just become a tradition. But Lord, we celebrate that Jesus Christ had born that in our heart. May you go with your children. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's sing that again before we go. Redeemed and redeemed. Oh, another redeemed and that you're the child of a God I said God bless you until we meet it again <laughs>